0: Love Talk Radio. day to all my brothers and sisters around the world, my fellow entrepreneurs. It is 0600 hours Eastern, ten hundred hours Greenwich, and this is Rudder Radio, your guide to thrive in any economy. I'm William Eastman, Managing Partner for Applied Knowledge Labs and your host for the next 30 minutes. Today's show, and it's number six in a series of eight from our upcoming book called The Code, is big fast. We we're talking about growth stage growth stage number 4, the hockey stick, where the greatest amount of growth happens within a business cycle. Now, join us. You can either click the chat on our blog talk our blog talk radio.com/the uh, rotor page or you can reach us at 347-215-7471. Okay, if you've been with us in the past, you know what the format is, of today's your first show. Here's what we're going to be doing for the next three shows, 6, 7, and 8. Uh, the format is, I'm going to do a quick review of the growth stages, so if you haven't been here, you uh, can remember those. Then we're going to take the one that's the focus of today and drill down on it. And we're going to do a drill down by talking about what are the critical issues. As we've talked about in the past, the growth of a company is very situational in nature. And what I mean by situational is the things that you pay attention to is a function of its stage of growth, and the things that are important today may not be important as you move on as a company. So you have to have the ability to select what those are and focus in on them. Then we're going to talk about what is the owner's role. And um, if you've been with us, what you've picked up on is that the owner role changes or shifts over time and that owners who cannot change how they lead and manage are owners that are condemned to fail or they're going to hold their businesses back. And as we talked about on yesterday's show, uh, one of the major issues is the founder trap is where the company has been successful and grown because of the talent of the founder. And now that's exactly the reason why it can't get any larger. Then we're going to say, okay, based upon that, where where should the owner's focus be? What infrastructure systems need to be put into place? Um, and then finally, we're going to close it out with talking about the failure points. How do you can how do you how can you tell that this thing is getting out of control? So a quick review of the stages. Stage one is dream the plan, and that is all the pre-work you do before uh you actually take in your first sale. Uh what what's of issue here is having a really good handle on the market you're going to who you want to sell to, how much money do they have, so that you're making sure that you are uh, that, that, that there's an economic upside and you're making sure how, that you get to market as quickly as possible because the, the second you start thinking about it, you're burning cash. Uh, stage two is what we call go live, or another name that's been given is sell, sell, sell. And this is where you open the doors and you start uh, selling. And here's your, here's your opportunity to, number one, prove the business idea because if it doesn't sell, uh, perhaps uh, you've either got the wrong customer, the wrong message, or the wrong product. And the emphasis here is the executive involvement in sales. Um, you're asking customers to take a chance and buy from me. Why would they do that? Well, they do that because they get to know the owner, and the owner somehow builds a personal bond with them, and they're buying on the nature of the relationship. Uh, yesterday's show, stage three the next act, is okay. You stop. You got through that cash crunch. You now have sufficient and predictable cash flow. Um, you say to yourself, okay, now what do we do? And so this is kind of you take a breath and you reevaluate what you thought you were going to do, what you've done, and where does the future lie, and you make you make out your plans for growth, which gets us today. Today is the period of time where the most growth will take place in the business because the growth is planned, it is structured, it is part of how you're running the company. Um, and so what we're going to be talking about is this concept of growth to capacity. Um, you're going to make an investment in the firm in capacity to say we're going to we have the ability with this investment to get X large in terms of revenue. Okay, now how are we against the plan? And I really heartily recommend that you work off a plan to grow. Otherwise, the failure point is the destruction of working capital. Uh, tomorrow's show is okay. We got there. We've got as far as we're going to get on this run. We're now at the stable stage. This this is typified by the company looking at process and procedures to make things easier. Um, You're looking at maximizing profits and increasing margins. And and this is a decision point because the uh, business owner uh, needs to decide what their end game is. And if their end game is to sell, uh, this is a great time to sell it. Now, it may be that you want to go through this cycle a couple other times, but... The company is never going to be worth more without considerable reinvention and reinvestment than it is right now. So if you're contemplating selling, I would go there because your other options is either, okay, no, we're going to we're going to do this again, which means you reinvent the firm and kind of loop it around and you go through the next act and big fast and the stable, and then you reinvent and you can kind of in your mind see this kind of revolving cycle that happens in the fast growth companies. The third option is to do nothing and watch the company decline because like all things in nature, um, you're either growing or you're dying. You're either increasing or decreasing. And so the idea that you can reach reach some say, okay, uh, we've achieved stasis. We're kind of here and we're going to stay here. Not going to happen. You're either going to go up or you're going to go down. And then finally, stage six, which is our show for, what's today? Tuesday. Our show for Thursday, Reinvention, talks about how do you make innovation part of the company. So those are the stages that the businesses go through. And um, we are now at the stage that we been building kind of a crescendo for. And that crescendo is how do we get the maximum growth out of the company. So let's, well, let me take a look at the critical issues here. Critical issues. Uh, number one is the effectiveness of marketing. Um, The more that you can create um, a positive hole in the marketplace, the better off you're going to be. You are going to have, based on your investment, you're going to be investing money into sales and marketing. So the question here now is, how do I get people aware of our products and services so that we are selling into a less hostile environment, or even better? perhaps we've got inbound calls. So one critical issue is how, how effective how is something you're doing with new customers, um, is something you also can do with the existing accounts, which we'll talk a little bit about later. Second critical issue is uh, sales ratios and margins. As you've looked at your sales cycle, and we talked about in stage two, and t- typically most organizations, they are... There are a couple of sales metrics around managing the funnel. One is the ratio of stuff in the stuff out. Um, the, the lower the ratio, the better. And the example I used, I think, on Friday with all of you was this: is that in our industry, it's about 100 to one. That you, when you throw 100 people in into the into the lead hopper. You know, you convert maybe 10, you convert maybe 20 or 30 percent of those. You qualify those into into uh, suspects that you can investigate further, and then you you further uh, weed out those and turn them into prospects that you're able to uh, put proposals, statement of work, et cetera, And out of that comes a uh, comes a contract. So the issue is is that you need to know what your ratio is of how many people do you touch to how many people you sell. And in our case, a reduction from 100 to 1 to 90 to one was a substantial increase in our margin because of the amount of money that we spent in marketing. A second ratio you take a look at is time. How long does it take from the first time you touch them or the first time they hear of you and the time that you close a sale? And It is un- It's unbelievable how much money there is in taking a couple of days out of that process, okay? And then the third metric in managing the sales funnel is taking a look at what the average margin for sale is. Um, or another way of seeing it is that using standard margins inside the firm, how do we get the best margin inside while keeping the cost of sales low? Those are the things that you need to look at the stage because the, the failure point of all stage four big, fast companies is the structure of working capital. Um, third critical issue is the ratio of accounts receivable to accounts payable. And I'm not necessarily talking about mathematical ratio. The one that I look at closely is the um, average time on accounts receivable versus accounts payable. Because more than likely during a fast growth spurt, you actually make it more pressure from your suppliers to decrease the accounts payable cycle. In other words, if you've been paying in 30 days during growth, you're probably buying more and consuming more. You actually may see an emphasis to try to squeeze you down, and instead of paying in 30 days, you're in 20 days. Um, but what you see what happens here is a lot of times is that your the accounts receivable goes up. So the accounts payable may stay static, but the accounts receivable goes up, and pretty soon you've got this wide gap of cash. And what you're worried about here is the velocity of cash. Just like we talked about in stage two is that you actually can run unprofitably for a period of time if the the velocity of cash coming in is faster than the velocity of cash going out. Now, eventually, you can't do it because the books have to balance But for short periods, short bursts, you can pull it off. And most of you in business uh, know what I'm talking about. You're very good at managing that cash flow. Well, what's happening here is exactly the opposite. And so as your accounts receivable go up and your accounts payable hold static, pretty soon the velocity of cash is not in, the velocity of cash is out, suddenly you're out of money. Um, other critical issues, production cost and labor cost. Really, really, really sitting on top of this is why it's in my mind is absolutely essential for any business that is uh, at that stage of growth, to have a what we call a growth to capacity plan, but you know, just a plan about how you intend to grow, and have you have you have really thought through your production and labor costs so that you when you you know what numbers you want to be looking at, so when you look at those numbers, um, it'll tell you exactly where you are. Okay, another critical issue in a growth a company in this growth stage is defects and complaints because on the defect side, it simply means is that you're, you're, you're probably rushing production. You're turning things out faster. As defects go up, they affect the cost. Uh, nothing will drive up costs faster than defects, things that have to be built over or they have to be taken as returns. And on the other side, on the service side, is that more than likely complaints will go up because the demand for selling is going to overcome the demand for service. And so people are going to be, when people get resource constrained in terms of their time, and they got to choose, in a growth stage, they're going to choose to gravitate to selling, not to servicing. So you want to keep your finger on the pulse of defects and complaints to tell you uh, where are we and is it getting out of hand. And then the last one here is, uh, the critical issues, is the balance between sales capacity. And what we've learned over the years, I never found this in the literature at least not in this way, is that I always want capacity slightly lagging sales because take a look at the choice you have here. When I say capacity, what I mean is that you go out and you buy the money and you you install the infrastructure or you buy the equipment or you hire employees, and then you're kind of in a field of dreams scenario here where uh, you've built it, now they better show up. What we've experienced is that it's better to have that lagging. Now, what I mean by that is this. You know how you intend to grow. If there's purchases that you're going to make to grow in terms of capacity, you've lined them up. You can get it quickly. If you need to hire because you need just more people, because of the, the volume of business coming through or because you're going to increase productivity, but you've already talked to the people, you've done your recruiting, you have kind of have a pretty good handle of who you're going to hire, so you're just not going to get a warm body. And so what you do is you have all the things around capacity ready to go. But then what you do is you say, okay, as sales increases, we'll increase capacity. And since we've already thought through how we're going to increase capacity, we shouldn't have too big of a time lag. That's the way that I need to keep my cost under control. Okay, so that gets us down now to the owner's role. And so what's what's your role with this, okay? The, the, The essential issue here, I'm thinking about how to say this. In a fast growth stage with everything that's going on, this is simply going to be beyond your ability and some of your managers' ability to stay on top of everything. And so you have to make a decision of what metrics do you do want to measure. And what most successful businesses do at this stage, what most successful businesses do, is they change their emphasis, which in the last stage we had, uh, management by process, making sure that the process is in place. In this stage, because you know the processes are in place, this is now a management by results. You pick up the key metrics that you want to that you want to pay attention to, and we talked about that: sales ratios, uh, time, sales time frame, uh, sales margins, cost to sales, uh, accounts receivable versus accounts payable, production costs, labor costs, um, defects, complaints. In other words, you pick some key metrics that will tell you how things are going. And that's what you pay attention to. So the owner's role here is kind of almost has become the same as you would find in any large major uh, corporation around the world. Large companies are run basically by results. So if you have a set of numbers to meet. If you meet them, people don't pay a whole lot of attention to you. If you don't meet them, um, then they pay a whole lot of attention to you. And that, that finally, where you've got the business is somewhat into the same position. Okay, so that's, that's about it on the owner's role. So let me just take a second here as we are about 15, 16 minutes into the show, is, is to remind you that uh, the Rudder Radio, which is your guide to thrive in any economy, is sponsored by Applied Knowledge Labs, which is a, which used to be a management consulting firm, and now what it is is a business research firm turning out products and services for Small Business Growth, and I'm a managing partner of United States Operations and currently operating out of our Atlantic office in Richmond, Virginia. And as before, if you want to participate, you have two choices. You can just click on chat, which is uh, blogtalkradio.com slash the rudder, T-H-E R-U-T-T-E-R. You can dial in at 347-215. 7471, or you can also click on my personal blog, The Rudder, and what you'll find there is basically all the show notes that you need to say, well, what did they cover last week, what are they covering this week, etc. So, we've talked about the owner's role. Let me shift over to the owner focus. There's just a few remaining pieces of infrastructure that company needs to build. And up till now, we have built seven distinct parts of the company. Let me add two more. Owner's focus is to make sure that the client development process and the methodology for not selling to new businesses, which is something that you insured you did personally in stage two, but now in this stage, something that you're looking at is to make sure that how you go after existing business. In other words, do you have a hundred percent of the budget with your existing clients that you should have? Are they spending anything else that they can buy from you with somebody else? And so what's your process of maturing the clients and taking that maturation of that client and turning that into future business? So that is one process you're looking to put in place. And then the other one is I'll use for just lack of a better term, performance management. In other words, how do how do I, how am I going to manage all of the various relationships? Whether that's the relationships that we have with our employees, the relationships that we have with our partners, with our suppliers. In other words, how do I manage all these relationships in a way that moves the right direction? And those two are key right now because yes, you are going to be in um, in stage four. You're going to be reaching out to bringing new accounts. But, as most people have been in business period of time knows a considerable amount of growth potential is still there in the accounts that you have and it's easier business to go get you don't have to expend as much resources on the sales side, and so it may be it and, and it has a better margin that you bring in and then the other part of this is that your company really now is beginning to resembling resemble a a large organization and so what I need to do now is focus in on how I manage all of the different uh, com- complex components of it. And I mean that in the most positive way when I say like a large corporation. I know a lot of entrepreneurs going, oh, I don't want to be a big company. Well, hey, Ace, think this through. You want to grow this thing big, you want to take it to a billion dollars, guess what? You're going to turn it into a big corporation. The issue is what type of corporation you turn into. And if you're a renegade from the corporate world. Um, you know at least what you don't want to recreate. So those are the things that are part of the owner focus. And now I, what I want to do is I want to spend some time on on failure points. In failure points, what it all comes down here at this stage is the structure of working capital. Your primary focus is to make sure that on the books, you're profitable, but in the cigar box, the money, you're not. And so that's why we recommend and we work on In fact, we have some products around this called Growth to, um, Growth to Capacity. Is building a plan for how you're going to grow the business and what metrics do you want to see. So what do I mean by destruction of working capital? Well, one of the, one of the issues is the terms of the loan and the amount of investment to loan. Um, so in Stage 3, when we were doing uh, um, Next Act, requires an investment in the firm. How much of that did you have to borrow versus how much of that did you invest yourself? Now, unless you're an incredibly profitable company with an incredibly good startup year, um, the chances are is that you cannot grow incredibly fast strictly from sales. Then you're going to have to come and get some money brought in. So one of the things to take a look at really closely is what demands has those loans put on the business because more than likely they have driven the cost up considerably because service the debt on those loans. The second one we talked about is getting accounts as receivable and accounts payable out of balance. Um, now I'm gonna later on I'm gonna be talking about hold your margin. So let, let me just reference it here. The emphasis has got to be is on keeping the accounts receivable number down. It's got to be the issue. Is accounts receivable cannot be much larger than accounts payable. I would I would say that if you get more than 30 day differential between the two, you are in serious trouble because the amount that 30 days doesn't look like much, but as you're growing the company, you are spending more. You've got more costs. You have it's just becoming more expensive to run the business. So when you were smaller, a 30-day differential may have cost you X. During a fast growth stage, that same differential may cost you 3 or 4X, and you simply can't afford it. And what companies do, and they get themselves into the trouble, is they don't pay their payroll taxes, or they slow pay some of their suppliers, and their suppliers cut them off, and you're right in the middle of a huge sales campaign if you're selling something and you're selling it hard and suddenly your suppliers have cut you off, you don't have any of them to sell. So when you sell it, there's nothing there which gives them incredible leverage. And so what happens is you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay them very unfavorable terms just to get those supplies back because you're hosed. If You don't get them. So those are the things that you're going to really look close at. And I, In the times that I have been there in the businesses and we've gone through this stage, we really work hard on this. What we typically have done is we put a provision in all of our deals um, around quick pay. And I'm going to talk about hold your margin and don't buy sales a little bit later. But in this particular case, what we tell our clients is that we can give them up up to a 10% discount on quick pays. And quick pays are if you pay within uh, fourteen to ten business days or, or fourteen days. I mean, you kind of set that up. But we incentivized our customers to pay us quickly, and it was a good deal for them because they got to save money. And what we did is that we reduced. We we almost had a one-to-one ratio between receivables and payables. And so what that meant was that we were not loaning money because here's what I want you to consider. Just think this through for a second. If your accounts receivable are 60 days and your account payable 30 days, you're effectively loaning your clients money. Now, is that loan for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? I don't know. But the way I view it is you are loaning customers money. When you do work for them (laughs) and they've been invoiced and they haven't paid you, it's a business loan. Now, of course, they don't see it that way, but I do. And so what interest would I charge? What interest would I charge them on the loan? Well, I turn around and I say, okay, instead of doing that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to give them a price discount for quick pay. And that way I incentivize them and I kind of train them because customers need to be trained sometimes. So I really look at that hard and this is a failure point of the business. Another failure point um, of a business is this issue of being out of balance between sales and production. And I alluded to this a little bit before. The critical thing here is that I always want production lagging behind sales. I do not want sales lagging behind production because think about how costly it is to build capacity in the firm, hire people. And if the sales don't come in, then you're sitting there with excess capacity. And, of course, then you've got the issues of, well, do I I fire people, I lay them off. So you always want sales ahead of production, you always want production lagging. But that also means that you have done your homework and so that what it takes to ramp up production is ready and available, kind of like you would in a fire department. In a fire department, you never know when you're going to get a call for a fire or emergency situation. But when it happens, everybody knows what they're supposed to do, and you can respond to it very, very quickly. Um, so you want to make sure that your business is ready so that adding capacity is relatively simple and then, and I alluded to this a couple times is the, is the issue of hold your margin, do not buy sales and that's why I go back to the beginning uh, of this around critical issues is that Yeah, and I know a lot of business owners that are there, and I have these arguments all the time that they just don't see the value of the marketing. Well, I can tell you what the value of your marketing is. You're under pressure in this stage to sell, sell, sell. This is what you're doing. You built capacity for it, you made investments for it, you got loans for it. You've got to grow the company. Otherwise, you can't pay for the things, the decisions that you've made, the investments that you've made. And so what happens when sales begins to trail off or what happens when sales isn't what it had been projected? And and anybody who does sales forecasting knows. It never is what we project it to be. And so what you do is you begin to discount your goods and you begin cutting into your margins. And then pretty soon, you're not making very much of any money because you're buying sales. And all of a sudden, even if your account's receivable versus your account's payable is a favorable ratio, effectively is that more money is going out than it's coming in. And so what you've got to do is you've got to hold your margin on sales. And Part of how you do that, one, is that you have well thought through marketing that is working. And not everything is a cold call. So people are aware of what's going on, just more than likely this growth spurt. You probably have thought about a couple of promotions. There's something that you're going to offer customers. There's something you're going to do to make yourselves more apparent to them. And so and when you go into the market to sell, it's going to be much more favorable. So I don't want to belabor the point, but those are the those are the, the issues that you've got to watch out for, destruction of working capital. And if you put together a good plan, you made sound investments, you did your homework in the previous stage, and as the, as the owner leader of the firm, you manage by, and these are the metrics that you use to manage the firm, you will have your first real legitimate growth spurt, and you will grow the company to the point that you get to stage five, which is the stable stage. Okay, so... Where does that leave us? I'll tell you where that leaves us. Summarize. This is the hockey stick. This is the, this is the growth stage that we all seek, we all desire. We have all been trying to build our companies and our businesses to get. But you can't get there without going through the other phases. You can't get there without doing some pre-work. You can't get there without the crucible. You can't get there without the crucible of sales to find out if the business leader worked. You can't get there without sitting down and really reassessing the business and making major investments into it. If you do all of that, then that provides you the opportunity to aggressively go after the market and take market share because more than likely, it's not a matter of taking new clients. It's more of an issue of taking clients away from other people. And so this is the time where you're going to hone This is the time where you're going to hone all your skills and get the company to the point that if you're out to sell it, well, you're in a pretty good spot. So with that, let me just say to you, uh, thanks for joining us today, whether you're here live or whether you're going to download this. This is Rudder Radio, your guide to thrive in any economy, sponsored by Applied Knowledge Labs. See you tomorrow morning. Thank you.